0: The past, the present, the future, this is Friday Night Fright, what the planet is listening to. Hello, this is Ian Austin, your host of the penniless, despondent and downright depraved podcast you're listening to right now, Friday Night Fright. We we still don't have any money, but hey, on plus side... Mabel's gone contact. Yes. Um, she's still not around. She did, wouldn't tell me where she was or anything. In fact, she didn't really tell me anything. She texted me and just said, I'm alive, question mark. I don't think necessarily she understands how grammar works, but that's fine. She's a good assistant. But she decided to say to me she was going to send me a package in the post for movies. And she did. Unfortunately, her trip to Carboot hasn't yielded results I was hoping for. I guess she's still a bit traumatised by Blair Witch Project being real. I'm sure that it's not. She's still convinced it is. So the movies she gave me weren't really horror movies. Or movies I wanted to watch. Um, There were five movies in there. And after I threw out the Transformers movies, I will not watch them. I'm sorry, I won't. And the Mark Wahlberg action movies, I'm not going to recap Shooter, I'm sorry Mabel, um, the only one left, and I'm sorry Mabel, she paid for it out of her own money, and I, I, I don't mean to be cruel, the, the least objectable movie of the lot was the Arthur remake, starring Russell Brand, gret Gerwig, Jennifer Gardner and Helen Mirren. Um, I know it's not a horror movie, I know this is a horror podcast, but... You have to understand, that telephone has fucked us six ways to Sunday. I can't discriminate against movies. I have to recap something. Last week, you got fucking Christmas special. I'm sorry about that. It was so last minute. This week, this is the best I can do. At some point, I'm going to try and get in contact with Mabel face-to-face, and I'm going to try and convince her that Blair Witch isn't real and that she needs to come back and do her job. Because they say that kid ain't in college any other way. So, Mabel, if you listen to this, please come back to the podcast. Please. Look, we need you. You're my, you're my right hand woman, right hand dude, you know? I need you on this podcast. anyway, for now, after the, I work with my sponsors, which is more important than ever because if good do not give me money, soon we still need to get up to our 1150. You no, know, still need to get that amount. And at the moment, I've got. Almost halfway through sponsorship money, they won't let me take any out, so I hit the $10 mark. So please, always just listen to the sponsorship. Please, this is how we make money given the telephone hasn't gone where I hoped none of you people donated you didn't donate to this podcast but hey you can still listen to this podcast you can still listen to sponsorship don't fast forward through it don't skip it listen please listen to listen to me it's not virtues of anchor but anyway uh, i'll be re- reviewing after just after work from the sponsor and then i'll be doing a recap of it after that so stay tuned i'll be back in just a few seconds Hey is and I'm back and I've just watched Arthur and yeah I guess now's time for a review um uh, terrible terrible is the buzzword for this movie terrible absolutely terrible um ungodly bad uh I don't I'm trying not to say her too much but I don't know what you really expect me to say about a Russell Brown movie that's a remake of a Dudley Moore movie but I would try to go in detail. sorry in detail what exactly hurts me so. So just have some uh sandwich some bit for Um <laughs> Right, so problem fundamentally, let's get to the first problem of this movie. And first problem simply why would you remake this? And obviously, people are going to say, well, remakes are made for a variety of different reasons, for monetary reasons, or thinking they can do the original better. Here's what I don't get. Right, I'm going to try and narrow this down. So, they made the original, which was a Dudley Moore movie, about a rich, safe and tout alcoholic. Okay, I get why make one. Well, well, I don't get why he won't remake it. But fundamentally, his problem, the original wasn't very good. And it's a terrible idea for a movie. Because how... Expecting us to relate to someone... Who's thrown his life away to that extent... I get, you know... It's a movie. It's fictional. And... addicts in real life. You know... They have their problems. And they are... Sympathetic to them to an extent. But... Here's the but: This movie... The main character is rich... Lazy... And an alcoholic. See... The alcoholic part, that's sad. That, despite the fact that it's a comedy not meant to it, that's sad. That I get that. But he's also lazy and safe entitled. Those aren't rooted to alcoholism in the original or the remake. You know? We're meant to feel sympathy for this guy, I think, but it doesn't come across. And it did not come across when Dudley Moore was playing character. And Dudley Moore is a tremendous comic talent. Really, really good comic talent. If he couldn't put off... How the fuck do they expect Russell Brown put off? It, seriously, how do they expect that to work? Like, and this isn't me knocking Russell Brown. I don't think he's a particularly good actor, but I respect the fact that he got his start doing reality TV, you know, behind the scenes that producing and, or producing, no, presenting, I guess is better word for it. I respect that. He's had his way up and he's, he's earned his celebrity, you know, he has, but he's just not a very good actor. Especially in lead roles. Lead roles require something other than you are the kooky sport character. Now, Russell Brand himself, like, forgetting Sarah Marshall, that's fine. He does a decent job in that. He's not brilliant, but he's part of the background. He's one of the wacky sporting characters, and he's fine for that. But anchoring movie, he doesn't have the range. I don't think even Russell Brand would admit that. And that's a fundamental problem, because this movie's already got strikes against it, because the way it treats alcoholism... And the fact that the main character is completely, utterly, unlikable. So you need someone who can raise it above that. And Russell Brand couldn't. And I think, to be honest, the only reason his cast was in real life he seems charismatic and he has background with addiction. But that's not enough for the movie. Like, when they cast Rob Down Jr. as Iron Man, there were elements of him which were metatextual to the character and made him playing the character more resonant. But he's a great actor. It's not like he was just focusing on those elements, you know. He was rising material above that. Like Russ Brand is not that good at so he can't do it. And then there's the fact that this is a movie where I think you'll view it differently if you get older, which is strange because I get the impression that it's not made for a team audience in theory. But they're probably the young people I would assume would enjoy it because they would laugh at some of the antics of the drunk, you know, Self obsessed, self absorbed Arthur. Don't laugh at Yantics of him. But when you get older and you're watching, you're not laughing. It's it's that feels like um as you get older you see things differently, and I definitely see this differently. because I, I never really enjoyed it, but at least I could like have a few chuckles at it. But in the last sort of four or four so years, I've changed a lot. I was I'll be honest, I was a Arsehole I drank way too much for my 20s and indeed my early 30s, but comes a point where you start like you need to grow up and you grow up and make podcasts, and then your partner leaves you, uh, your podcast partner leaves you, who's never on screen, your podcast partner who's never on screen or mic leaves you, and then you're stuck doing this. But hey, at least I'm not an alcoholic anymore. i alcoholics, the wrong word, drunk, you know. Oh, I'm way too personal in this podcast. But that's fundamental law of the movie. That's strike one. Strike two. None of the characters re- seem to be reacting to Arthur who's on screen so much as a mythological version of Arthur, which doesn't exist. It's like you've got people for two different movies. You've got Russell Brand in his movie, and then you've got f in their movie, and they talk about how wonderful Arthur is and how nice he is and all of that but what we're seeing doesn't mesh with that at all. It's a personification pers- of exposition to high visual- visualization. That sounds very drunk. Exposition to high visualization, you know, what you're telling us is not what you're showing us. You know you can't do that. You need, cinema is primarily visual medium. You can have dialogue, but dialogue's meant having uncurring underneath it of what they really mean, character, for example, character, you meet a priest, true character, that priest is an alcoholic, that's true character and character, and dialogue and true dialogue, this is just telling us that Arthur's a great guy, it's writing to make up for the fact that the movie is not showing us what they're meant to be showing us, and the craft people involved weren't good, good enough, that's fine way you do it, Something like mine, Scorsese would have done a great job on, but he wouldn't tackle material like this. And it's also the fact that the other problem of the movie isn't that it doesn't work in modern age. It barely worked when Dudley Moore made it. Barely worked. And even then I'd call it a stretch because it's still ludicrous. It definitely doesn't work in modern age. None of this does. It's a bit like people and I've said before, I've wanted to re- to do a remake Bruce Disney. It's not because I don't like the original. I love it. But just because I thought that'd be a really fascinating movie to make. It would not work in modern age. It doesn't work today. It would essentially become science fiction like this or fantasy where these characters exist in a way which doesn't make any sense. Like, for example, Greta Wicks character is a tour guide. The illegal tour guide who somehow is never arrested. You know, despite the fact that she's walks in Grand Central, we may think it's nice and whimsical, but the problem is this isn't a Wes Anson movie where they're in a nice and whimsical place. It's kind of half-half. You need that consistent tone. You need someone make a movie who knows how to balance things, and they don't in this movie. They really don't. It's I won't give director too much criticism because I get the impression that the studio, for some reason, thought Russell Brand can be on that side, and Sandler. It's like, no, you couldn't. For all people, Mark Ansala, you no, know, he knows what he's doing, exactly how he'll do it. He can both play the lead man. doesn't look like he's particularly enjoying it, but he knows how to do it. So that's fundamentally problems with Arthur. And you have problem, and I don't know whether this was intentional or not, but the message behind this movie is so awful. And the message essentially is, it's fine to waste your life. You're not, you're a victim You've drunk too much, you've wasted your life, but you're a victim. And goes back to what I was saying earlier, it doesn't work, because Arthur is lazy and he's safe-obsessed. So it doesn't work. You know, those character traits are there, regardless of the alcoholism. You know, he's made nothing of his life. Ow! And he blames off people for his lot. That really hurts me because there's lots of people in public and in society who descend into alcoholism because of tragedy, because of suffering, because of losing their jobs. You no, know, or because they have an inherent predilection to it, Predilection to it. We don't get that Arthur. He just seems to find it fun and drink because it's fun and throws his life away. But then we're meant to think that everyone's being cruel to him, his mum's being cruel to him because she's saying... Either stop embarrassing me or I'll cut you off and marry this woman or I'll cut you off from my trust fund. Okay. The marry woman part is bad, but rest of it, she's not she's saying, Arthur, I want you to make something with safe, And if you're gonna keep doing this and inflicting suffering and pain on my business, you don't ha I'll cut you off and you can finally figure out your way. And move paints is bad for me, but in alcoholism there needs to be a period of rock bottom. You no? Know? You can't keep bailing out. And especially the fact that we're meant to think, oh, but Arthur shouldn't be away from that money. He hasn't earned any of that money. He has no right to it. He has no claim to that money except for what the board offer him. You know? Like, it's a trust fund. You should make something for your own life. Earn shit, which is message the movie partly asserts, but at the same time doesn't because, you know... He's such a piece of shit. He's such an awful character. And movie finally at the end gets too that. And I'll go over that spoil- in the recap. Spoilery recap in a second. But it's just so unpleasant to watch. And it's so bad. And it's so boring. And it's so unfunny. And it's so unpleasant. And someone who has tackled not the same extent. But I, I, I struggled for a while. You know, i growing up and all of that but eventually you have to and you have to think I need to make it on my own as much as possible you no know, accepting hate from people isn't a bad thing but making your own way is good like Greg Elway's character says in the movie I want to earn things I just don't want them to be given to me and just uh it's just such a mess of movie it's not funny the original wasn't funny either but this is really not funny I think primarily it's because society's changed so much in 30 years where drunk people doing silly things isn't funny anymore. It's not funny, you know, it's sad. Especially when you get to a certain point, it's just sad. Yeah, so there's my review of Arthur. Um, I know it's not a horror movie, although it was horrifying to watch. I would probably give this two out of five. Um, and, yeah... Hopefully, Mabel will send through a Blu-ray DVD package next week. Hopefully, this movie and the um, recap and the uh, review and recap and Spider-Man 1. Just hopefully, it'll get us to break even for podcast money so I can at least buy some fucking decent movies again. But what can you do? Um, I will do the recap shortly, but here's review. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll be back after Halftime handball. So stay tuned. And now it's time for another half-time handball. I'm your host Ian Austin, and oh, God, I don't know what to say. Normally Mabel writes this segment, and it's the best part of the program. Yes, all my incoherent ramblings normally written by Mabel, but she's not around anymore. I, I don't think. I don't know. You know, she sent these these in, but she hasn't written this section. So, one meant I meant just ramble about handball. The show I don't even watch anymore. I haven't watched in weeks, months, maybe even six months. Oh no, I haven't watched it. Okay. I haven't watched Handball, and I haven't had time to prepare anything, so I'm off the cuff here, people, I'm off the cuff, like, you know, I've got commitments, he's got commitments, he's got stuff to do, he doesn't want to talk about Handball letting like TV show, because, let's face it, it's old, it's over, and it ain't coming back, Brian Let's not make any more. It ended, it's done, it's finished. We'll never get Ellen Page's Cleese starring. We'll never get, okay? We'll never get, we'll never get, we'll never get. We'll never get Anthony Hopkins came on his Sir Winston Bonnody. No? We'll never get Dave Tennant's the serial killer. Jessica Jones doesn't count. Jessica Jones doesn't count. Jessica Jones does not count. Okay? And my window's open. My window's open, I'm talking to you guys. I've got to shut my window, okay, half done handle. this has been ruined, like, everything has been ruined, because Mabel's gone, Mabel, where have you gone, Mabel, come back, Mabel, please, Mabel, come on, Mabel, Mabel, I says, Mabel, I says, Mabel, wait, oh, it's so hard to be focused, so hard to be focused, because Arthur is giving me a headache, don't like Russell Brand, I don't like him, I don't like Russell Brand, he's not very funny, he's not funny, he's not funny, he's not charming, why did I think he could leave the movie? Why? why did they think somehow he was the best part of the game Sarah Marshall well he was because it's not a very good movie but that's beside the point getting to Greek and Arthur he got two attempts at will he crashed the bus both times he crashed it twice he crashed the bus twice why'd you give him another movie why'd you give him Arthur why wasn't he in Hannibal? Why wasn't Russell Brand Handball? Surely fashionable star like him was being Hannibal? No, he wasn't. He wasn't Hannibal. He wasn't. So in conclusion, Russell Brand was never in Hannibal TV show. I'm Ian Austin and this has been Halftime Hannibal. Mabel, please call me. Mabel, come on, call me. Please, please, Mabel, call me. Sorry about that halftime handbook, was your requisite nervous breakdown, which seems to happen more and more frequently for this podcast. But hey, let's discuss the movie Arthur and let's do a recap of it. So it starts with Arthur back and showman, chauffeur, Bitterman, dressed up like Batman Robin, because why not? Why why not? You know, DC, no standards, DC, Warner Brothers. Hey, let's just license it to F1. Who gives a shit like... Even back in two thousand and eleven they had no fucking standards, so they're going to a formal dinner hosted by arthur's mother mother Arthur's mother, Vivian, who's predictably a horrible woman. they're going to announce Arthur as the new chairman for a corporation Bach, like Joseph Bach, worldwide, but they crash the car because they drive the Batmobile into a statue. A ball statue which has testicles, which go near Russell Brown's face, and he improvises a delightfully hilarious scene where he's like, "I don't want to touch the testicles. No balls in my face. No." And it's funny. It's so funny. It's so clever. It's so witty. It's so real. It's so urban. So raw. It's amazing. And he's drunk. And Louis Goodman, who's Guzman, who's a great actor in the background, and he's he's reacting but Russell Brand's character, Arthur's so drunk. And cops are like, we have to agree Arthur. And he's like, no, no, but ball testicles are like, Arthur, get out of the car. And he's like, I'm still drunk from last time we met. And they're like, what? And then it's funny. It's so funny, guys. It's so funny. The next day, Vivian decides that she needs to sort Arthur out. He will either give up his trust fund, or, or, I'll have to skip back because I missed a bit. Arthur is told there's recession and that he shouldn't do things like use his own money and get out of jail. So what's he do? He gives everyone money. He takes £78,000 dollars from an ATM and gives everyone money and lets everyone have jail. Despite the fact there's a limit on ATMs per day of like $250. So unless he has like, Dozens of fucking credit cards. Maybe even hundreds. He's not going to take that much money out. So it's stupid. Like, it's it's dumb. They it don't make any sense. So back to the next day. Vivian's like, Arthur, sort out, mate. Sort out. Tr- counselors are leaving. G- money's going down drain. Stockholders are angry. Sort out. Marry Jen Garner well, you ain't getting no fucking money, and Arthur's like, please, and it's like, no, you can walk away and make your own life, or you can marry her and you'll get $950 million, and Arthur's like, I want it. and she's like, Vivian's like, Arthur, I'm trying to give you a life lesson, you can walk away and earn your own money, and if you get in trouble, I'll support you, or you can take this money and marry a complete stranger, and like, I'll do it, and Vivian's like, okay, okay, He's so angry. She's so angry. So Arthur reluctantly agrees and eventually asks Susan's father, the Honourable Mr. Johnson, Big Johnson, for permission to marry. Mr. Johnson says fine after he almost murders Arthur of a table saw and warns him not to embarrass Susan. See, this guy knows what's going on. This guy knows that he's. Daughter's about to marry a fuck-up. He tries murdering Guy before he can ask Daughter to marry him. He doesn't quite succeed. Anyway, we cut from there to Arthur, who we discover has met a lovely woman named Naomi, an legal tour guide who he's attracted to because she's free-spirited. And a little bit kooky. but Not too kooky. Not too kooky, people. Not too kooky. She's just kooky enough to be in a Hollywood movie. And she's played by Greta Gowick, who, breaking out time, is actually an amazing director and writer and actress. So I'm glad this was kind of a break for her. But I'm glad she didn't go down this path because this is trash. And she, if you haven't seen Lady Bird yet, go see Lady Bird. It's so powerful and raw and really, 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 really good. And painful to watch, but good. Anyway, Arthur starts pissed about his wedding while he sneaks around on dates with Naomi, which fucked up. Arthur's nanny, Helen Mirren, who fucking hates all of Arthur's catches, you know, the females he's with, and jokes about him having venereal diseases and threatens to burn articles of clothing and also delete photos off their phones. She's pretty awesome, actually. Anyway, she gets no Naomi and they get on. After a while we don't get on, and then they get on. Because it's magical. <sighs> Naomi reveals that she wants to write kids' books about Statue of Liberty and Arthur's like, Cool. And then he tries to find a job, but he can't. Because he wants to keep seeing Naomi and not need the inheritance, but no avail. At this point he's still getting married, by the way. So after a whole bit of fucking about involving a um uh have they done a bit where um, he's gonna see Susan, yeah. No, yeah, Susan. Um wait I where am I in the movie? Yeah, There's part where Susan acts like she's a cat and then Arthur's like I don't want I'm a horse, I don't want to have sex with a cat. That that'll beast out, that would be rape. I don't really know what Arthur's talking about at that point, but that's neat here or that. So Arthur goes to an AA because why not? Arthur says no, this is shit, depressing, and he wants to drink. He says he's going to drink, brats about how rich he is, but before he can leave, Hobson stands up, takes Bullet, giving Arthur's introduction in his place. Arthur says, no, only if she quit his drinking for him, swear he'd be set. That, none of that makes any sense, because in the movie, Arthur's like, oh, thank you for giving that introduction, and Hobson's like, Evan and Mirren's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you piece of shit? You no, know, in my version of the movie, she'd say that. She'd be like, you piece of shit, up, You fucking loser, Arthur. So Arthur goes to see Naomi and feels that he's engaged to a woman who's a crazy cat lady. Naomi says he should leave, as you do. Next morning, Arthur's drunk because he's in the bathtub. He's had parties, got drunk, and he's in the bathtub. He asks Hobson, Hemman did and come, but Louis Guzman comes instead and says, Hemman has headache. Arthur goes to see Helen Mirren. She's like, fuck off, let me watch my bears. She's watching bears on TV. Hobson goes to see Naomi later. Like, this is so shit. Goes to see Naomi later on and says, please give Arthur another chance, but you can't actually, like, reason why. And they both talk about how much of a twat Arthur is. Apparently Nick Nolte's in this movie. I didn't know that, I didn't remember to see Oh, he played father, what a shit role. Uh, Helen Mirren falls unwell and stays into a hostel. Naomi asks Arthur to tell him what happened. He comes to the hospital, meets Naomi, and is about to make up the, But Susan writes and tells Naomi, and Arthur's brought a company and is handling publication for a book. Wait, what the fuck? Okay. Upset, Naomi storms off. Henryman comes home and Arthur takes care of her. Two begin to get along better. I didn't realize they weren't getting along. However, a few days later, Hobson dies in the... Henman dies in the sleep. Oh, shit. That's good for Fast and Furious franchise, up. And Arthur reverts alcoholism, numb pain for death. As he's lost Naomi, he's married to Susan. No, he's not married to Susan yet. I don't think he is, anyway. <sighs> At wedding, Arthur gets drunk and finds Helen Marion's last letters to him, in which she advises him to follow his heart and stop making Hollywood movies. Arthur says, Yes, I, no, I won't get married. Susan can be later and begin punching him, which makes Vivian realise that the ambition of conniving Susan is only after a company. No shit! Like, seriously, no shit. What? Are all these characters legitimately dumb or something? You literally set up this entire arrangement so that she could run company. Now you don't want her to run company? You stupid woman. Like, you told your son to marry her when they never showed any occasion they ever got along and now you're upset? Oh, my God. 15 stops the ruckus. I like that word, ruckus. But mine's Arthur, and if he doesn't get married, who'd give up the inheritance? You can change the terms of the agreement! This is not fucking written down! You're just coming up with this shit! Arthur strips me naked to emphasize he wants no kind of depends on his mother's money. Instead, he's doing this in front of kids. He'd be on a fucking register at this point. So he runs to Naomi's apartment, where he tells her he just lost his mum, and says oh, but he never elaborate. You're assuming he means Helen Mirren, but it's pretty fucked up giving his Helen Mirren's not one piece of fucking bees for 30 years, you know. It's so shit. Naomi still upset for him says she can't replace Helen Mirren and fuse prospect prospects. They're getting back together. Good woman. I wish movie then right there, but of course hasn't. Apparently we jump forward in time as Arthur's now sober. He's got his inheritance back because he's managing company's charity. What the fuck? And his mum is proud of him, fine, taking something seriously, possibly in his love for Naomi. Why is this bullshit? He goes to the bookshop and Naomi's book, which she dedicated to him. Why? And sees an advertisement for book reading she'll be giving her a library. What the fuck? Why would that be in book? Half goes library, and this time Naomi takes him back. Two leaves library, and Bitman drives him through New York in Batmanville, police following in pursuit. Wow, that's even worse when you read out loud. That's fucking terrible. Um Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be a better fucking selection of movies next week because this was a giant piece of shit. Uh I regret making this episode, but hey, what can you do? You need to pay please, the podcast bees somehow. My name's Ian Austin. Uh signing off and remember, life is beautiful. And Arthur, in any form, is a piece of crap. Except for the elephant. The elephant's badass.